I think this is the this is where I'm kind of going with it. For me, I've been an entrepreneur now for 17 years, right? And uh, and it has grown me as a person so much more than the first five years of me being an employee. I just had to show up to work. Yeah, I had to deal with people. Yeah, I had to learn. Okay, this client, this one, da 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 da. But what this has stretched me the last 17 years of being in business, it has stretched me to become someone totally different, like totally different the way that I operate. I used to think giving people stuff for free, that was demeaning to me. That was demeaning to my value. They didn't deserve it, da, 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 da. Whereas today, I'm every day, I'm trying to figure out how can I serve people that aren't giving me anything? If you've ever asked yourself how to stop trading all of your time for money, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets, where I'll be teaching you how to access the Wealth Code by creating solutions and value in today's ever-changing world so you can create unlimited wealth and fulfillment in all aspects of your lives. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets podcast. I'm your host, Greg Todd. We will continue to celebrate National Business Month for healthcare professionals. By the way, isn't that kind of just like it's getting ringy now? It's just, it's just got a nice little thing to it. Anyway, I don't know why. Seriously, I don't know why we didn't do this earlier. This has been such an amazing month. I'm like, I'm recording this seven days into the month. And there are so many people that um, I've been able to meet. So many people I've been able to reconnect with. So many people wanting to get on the podcast. And I want to just tell you all, I can't take any more invites at this point. We've got lots and lots and lots of people, but I am very happy to be able to bring Brittany and Dino onto the podcast. Brittany, thank you so much for being on the Wealth Code Secrets and being part of National Business Month. Yes. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Wonderful. All right. Well, tell the people a little bit about uh, your business journey. I know you're pretty early in business, but tell about like what got you into business and what was kind of this like this tipping point for, for you. I think it'll resonate with the people. Yeah, of course. So my name is Brittany Andino and I'm owner of Brittany Andino LLC. And the purpose of my business is it's an online business to help first time expecting moms, as well as their kids during that first year of life, using prenatal fitness, postnatal fitness, sleep training for kiddos and activities to promote gross motor skills or those motor milestones that we're looking for. And it's funny because, you know, right out of PT school, the first thing that you have is you're excited, you're, you know, branching off into this career that you wanted, but then you kind of hit this point and bills start rolling in, student loans start rolling in. And it led me down this journey of travel therapy. So I started off that way. I wanted to figure out what setting was going to work for me, where I was really meant to be as well as hoping to, you know, be in a better financial position. So from that, I ended up working in an inpatient neurological center, as well as long-term acute care hospital, a psychiatric skilled nursing facility, typical skilled nursing facilities. And I was actually doing a travel contract over in Texas. And I got this call um, from a clinic in California, and it's two female business owners, and they were starting and opening their clinic, and they needed a physical therapist to help, you know, start their practice. And it had to be somebody that was okay with flexibility, as well as being okay with 
being with them from the beginning and building that caseload. And I was completely open to it. I ended up doing a six month contract with them and the culture that they had, the atmosphere and the care that I was able to have with those families and those kiddos really resonated with me. So I ended up staying there two years. (laughs) They ended up um, buying out my travel contract, which was really cool after it expired. And being at that clinic, Next Steps Pediatric, I really realized what I was looking for in terms of work and how I wanted to help families and also help their kids. And during that time, I was really able to grow my skills as a clinician. And when my husband and I were talking about starting our own family, we thought, okay, we, we want to move back to Florida. His family's in Florida. My family's in Florida. Um, but I really wanted something where I could inspire and impact families in that way. And when I was looking for jobs, I couldn't find something that was a good fit because a lot of the clinics that I was looking into, they might have maybe contract work, or for example, if a patient cancels, then you don't get paid or something where yes, you're full time, but you don't get benefits or, you know, just a lot of these factors. And I couldn't find exactly what I was looking for. So that kind of led me down this journey of, okay, if I, if I want something, um, you know, I've got to create it. And on top of that, at this time, when we were moving back to Florida, I mean, with COVID and inflation, um, my husband was having a hard time finding consistent full-time work. I took a massive pay cut. And before we knew it, we just ended, which is so funny because we're, you know, two professionals, you would think that we wouldn't have any financial difficulty. And we found ourselves just, um, you know, with our savings depleted and, you know, in credit card debt. And it's not a, a position I've ever been in in my life or imagined myself in. And through that, I knew that I had this passion. I was like, okay, I want to take all the tools and resources that I know and put them into a program to really help moms and kids. And I knew common questions that parents would ask me in the clinic. So for example, you know, Brittany, I noticed that, you know, they're only preferring to roll to one side or when should they be rolling? Is it okay if they roll at this point? When should they be sitting up? So I wanted to have all of those resources answers for that mama and put it into a program. So the next year, I took a year and I've been recording videos and putting together activities that you can do and really giving that first time mom everything that she needs. Wow. You know, it's so amazing. So there's, there's a few different things that I'm hearing in this story. Number one is, uh, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know my passion. I don't know what to do. I don't like, like, how do you find that out? Let me tell you something, you guys, exploration leads to conversations. Conversations lead to clarity. Now, I, I think of what Brittany just said in her story. She was a travel PT, right? Going from place to place, inpatient, this, this, that, da, 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 boom, lands in California, gets this gig, you know, working at a pediatric, you know, facility. Yeah. <laughs> Company kind of just this, this light bulb that comes up. Well, you know, I'm kind of digging this. You know what? I think I want to park here. You guys, that's called exploration. Okay. All right. Now, conversations are had. Right, whether it was at the inpatient place, was at the the um, the pediatric you know facility, but that that all those conversations throughout your first you know couple of years, that's all leading to clarity. 
So now her and hubby, they moved to Florida, right? She knows, you know what? Of all these things that I've experienced and all the conversations that I've had, I feel like this is where I can resonate the most, right? And that's what leads to the clarity. There's something else that I think is really important. Uh, And this was actually said on a podcast that I recorded uh, a few days ago as well. And that is, uh, if the right job isn't out there, we lived in a time before where you just keep on looking if you don't have the right job. Today, it's different. If you don't have the right job, you got to go create it. You got to go create the situation where you can pay for your benefits. You got to create the situation to where you can work with the people that you want to work with. You've got to create a situation that gives you the flexibility to be able to use the skills that you have, but then also be a present mom. You got to create a situation that's going to allow you to be able to offset what's going on in the world. Like making $70,000 a year ain't going to cut it anymore. It's just not, not in the world that we live in today. I don't even know if making a hundred K is going to cut it for a lot of people anymore. Uh, I, I just, it's just, you got to make more money. It's just because everything's going up. I, I took my family to uh, downtown St. Petersburg last week. And I was actually going to put it on Instagram, but I was like, yeah, I don't want to work right now. So, but, but <laughs> every single restaurant. So we went into this, this, uh, this like gluten-free restaurant. And then we went into this plant-based ice cream place. And then we went into this other little, every single place that we went into all three of those places they had a sign that said uh we apologize in advance prices are up you guys got to make more so if Brittany can't find it she needs to go create it and that's it so anyways i i think a lot of people will resonate with everything that you just said and they're kind of like you know toying around with gosh man i should i go find another job should i go find and they're like well it's not out there like yeah, it's not out there. You got to go create it. And I don't think jobs are going to get that much more lucrative, especially during times like this in healthcare, just because we rely on many of us, I'd say 90%, rely on a middleman, aka insurance, to uh, pay us. And they really don't have our best interests at heart. Okay. So thank you so much for all that. Now, how long have you been in business? So I've been in business a year and a half. A year and a half. All right. So there's got to be some lessons that you have learned so far, um, <laughs> trials, like, like, let's keep it real. There, there's no need to sugarcoat it or whatnot. You're young, you're green, you're, you're, you're green in this whole thing. So what are some things that you have kind of like come to have kind of like, all right, you know what? Like, these are things that I've learned so far in this journey. Go ahead. Yeah. One, one thing that I would say to start out is one of the most important lessons is I was actually listening to a sermon and during that sermon, he was talking about the importance of running your own race. So running the race that God has for you. And for example, if you're running your race and you start to look at the person to your right and the person to your left, it's really easy to stumble, to fall, to lose your confidence and to also forget where you're going. And that really resonated with me and knowing that I need to run the race that I have in front of me and the race that's set for me and almost putting on blinders sometimes. And you just have to keep taking that next right step and the next right step, because even those people that are, you know, very, very successful, they, they started off somewhere and they continue to put one foot in front of the other and continue to make those right choices. 
So that was one big lesson that I've learned. And then also I've really spent a lot of time recently focusing on, and you can either call it, you know, intuition, guidance, a voice, I call it the Holy Spirit, but listening to where you're being guided to. And if something feels right and knowing if it feels right to really follow that. And sometimes I feel it's, it's really easy for us to get caught up in, you know, the outcome like, oh, well, is this going to work out? What if it doesn't work out? And I I've struggled with that a lot, but knowing that ultimately if you're following your passion and you're listening to that voice and it feels right, and it feels like you're breathing and you're, you're doing the right thing and you're impacting people, then ultimately you're, you're doing what you're meant to do. Yeah. So I think that in combination with also being generous and Greg, I know that even you having me on this podcast is very generous and the information that you shared to all of us entrepreneurs and business owners. And that's a very valuable tool because people are going to remember, Hey, I was in this this tough time. And you know, this guy was really generous to me and they're more apt to, to come to you and just be that companion and that friend. If they're struggling or in a dark time or whatever it is, people will remember that and, you know, impacting them and not expecting anything in return. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say too, I think a lot of times, especially first starting out in business, you think, oh, if I, if I share all of this information, who's going to want to buy my product? And really it's by you sharing that information, they can grow that trust and that relationship with you. So that that's also something that I've learned. There's, there's, I mean, it's so funny if you take your first, so you've been in business for a year and a half. Right. I mean, you've, you've started trying to sing for a year and a half. Yep. You've been a PT for how long? For four years. For four years. Okay. So let's just say you have practiced physical therapy as an employee based physical therapist for two and a half years. You've been doing this entrepreneurship thing for a year and a half. And here's my question to you You gave me four things that you just said, lessons that you've learned, things that like you've had to even unlearn. And did you learn that many lessons? I'm I'm talking like, like, like this wasn't clinical lessons. None of the things you told me were were clinical. (laughs) It's just like, like, like Britney stuff in the heart. Like, okay, right. Did you, did you learn that much when you were an employee? I mean, like, did you, I mean, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) It's no, being an employee was a completely different, yeah, ball game. It's more about, you know, your clinical, clinical skills versus this, where it's really where you have to think and reflect about yourself and, you know, how you're going to help other people and how you're going to reach other people. It's yeah. It's a different, um, skill set. Yeah. I, I think this is the, this is where I'm kind of going with it. For me, I've been an entrepreneur now for 17 years, right? and uh, and it has grown me as a person so much more than the first five years of me being an employee. I just had to show up to work. Yeah, I had to deal with people. Yeah, I had to learn, okay, this client, this one, da-da-da-da-da. But what this has stretched me the last 17 years of being in business, it has stretched me to become someone totally different, like totally different. The way that I operate, I used to think giving people stuff for free. That was demeaning to me. That was demeaning to my value. 
They didn't deserve it. Da 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 da. Whereas today, I'm every day I'm trying to figure out how can I serve people that aren't giving me anything. Like it's I'm it's totally different. Uh, it's made me a better husband. It's made me a better father. It's, it's I mean I'm like how do I have all these companies and a company in the Philippines and 60 employees there and like it's because I'm totally different and I don't think I would have been stretched in that way had it not been for business. So it's just so cool to hear all these lessons and you know you're you're a wise little one you are you know and you're, you're a snapper it's re- it's really cool like that you've learned these things and and it's really like the person that you're having to become in order for this thing to eventually take off you know uh so that's just re- that's really awesome all right L- let's talk about probably one of your most painful lessons so far so you're you're a year and a half in what has been truly painful yeah and- just go for it <laughs> And no, it's funny too. It was a, it was a question that you had posted on your Instagram and you had said like, what, you know, what's something that you are struggling with or that's hard to overcome. And this was my most painful lesson is the guilt and fear of, well, if this doesn't work out, I could have been working, you know, a a typical job. I could have been bringing in income. Um, I spent all this time, this effort, my family's resources, and what if it's all for nothing? So that big kind of daunting thought, like I'm, I'm 30 weeks pregnant, so I'm expecting. (laughs) So also thinking about, you know, all of these factors and carrying like this weight and this guilt of, well, what if I've done all this for nothing? But ultimately, I had to come to this this point in this realization that, you know, if I'm if I'm doing what I'm passionate about, if I'm doing what I feel the spiritual gifts I was given to use, and if I'm even like at the very very least, like if I've helped one person, I've still made a difference, and keeping that on the forefront of my mind, and coming to terms and accepting the the choices that I've made. And forgiving myself. That was um, that was really, really tough because I think oftentimes it's really easy for us, maybe, maybe in some situations easy, maybe in some situations more difficult to forgive other people. But for some reason, forgiving yourself can always be the most challenging and take the most time. So still continuing to come to terms with forgiving myself for the for the guilt that I felt. Mm. Mm. I think that might have resonated with quite a few listeners. I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, you know, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll tell you that, uh, you know, this past weekend, I, I told you before we started the podcast that I, I was speaking at an event. And one of the things that, you know, I talked to them about is the power of focus uh, and where we put our focus uh, really dictates how we act. Uh, and a lot of times our focus is either on faith and faith is just us believing that the things that we want to happen are going to happen. But most people don't focus on that. Most people focus on doubt where they believe everything that could potentially happen bad is going to happen. And what I realized is that for myself is that when I'm focusing, like no matter what my businesses are doing, when my focus is on faith, where I'm, I'm actually only believing in the positive outcomes that can happen, then uh, 
the guilt is much less. Actually, the guilt's not there. It's not there because I already know that this is going to work. Like this is going to work. (laughs) This has to work. Uh, But when my focus is on doubt, where I'm looking at all the ways that, hey, this doesn't matter. I'm doing this work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work out. I'm not going to get customers. This is three years from now, I'm going to be in the same position. Well, then it, it, it makes me anxious, to be very honest with you. It creates a lot of anxiety and it creates inaction. And I just say, ah, it doesn't matter. Uh, let me go. Let, yeah, let me go just be with the kids. Yeah, you know, so it really is a head game. It's a total head game. You know, for me, um, I have to do the craziest things. I'll tell you something real quick. Uh, I, I, but, but I've been doing this for years, right? And I struggle with it. I want you guys to know, like, I still struggle with doubt versus fear. I'm just playing at a higher level now. So it's like, there's more things on the line, but it's still there. You know what I mean? Making a million dollars a year is like, oh, give me a break. Right. But, that, but, but, but that, but now, now making 15 million, can I like, okay. But there was a time where making $50,000 a year was like, give me a break. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, started, I started making under 40 K full time. So making 50, 50 K was my 10 year big goal. So you see what I'm saying? It's faith versus doubt, faith versus doubt. And when you, when the doubt is there, that's when the guilt comes because you're like, it's not going to work. So all this time that I'm investing, I'm taking it away from my kids, taking it away from my husband, taking it away from the, because you're believing that it's not going to work. Right. But when you believe this, you're like, oh my gosh, like what a story I'm going to have for the kids. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be able to retire my husband. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be able to do this. Oh my God. It's so amazing that this is like part of the story. Like, you see what I'm saying? You see how my, my perspective, that shift, it changes everything. And then you start acting. Then you start investing in everything. You start doing this. You're like, oh my gosh, like I can't get my hands on enough stuff. But, but you know, that's a really important thing. So I, I'm so happy that you shared that because I think a lot of people like feel that. And hopefully I brought a little value there. All right. With that said, um, Something that you can give a value. You help moms. You help moms in their first year after having a child. Uh, what is something that maybe you could share with our audience that, I mean, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but GT is like the mom's mentor, right? Like 65% of my audience is female and the majority of them are moms. I, I think because maybe because I'm a metrosexual. I don't know because maybe I love time as well. And I like to be, I don't know what it is, but. The moms are attracted to my mom. You got a lot of moms listening right now. What's something that you could help them with or give them a value with the gifts and skills that you have? Go ahead. So when you're, so for example, if you are expecting, when you're thinking about that prenatal care, there's often this misconception of, oh, exercise is dangerous. This is something we shouldn't do, but that's, counterintuitive of all the that the research shows and really if you're exercising during pregnancy safely and doing proper progressions you have decreased risk of gestational diabetes you know you have decreased risk of hypertension during your pregnancy you have a better recovery time as well as a decreased risk of having a cesarean section and a culmination with all of that along with the postnatal training program is you want to make sure that after you've had a kid before there used to be this, you know, Oh, I want to bounce back. Like I need to get my body back. 
but really there's this push and this emphasis that I like on being healthy and being healthy and wanting to interact with your family and knowing what to do and knowing what exercises is so, so important because you've just dedicated, you know, nine, 10 months growing this baby, producing this new life. And you need the support and the resources after you've given birth, because we know that one in eight women are either going to experience, whether it's baby blues, postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, and you need to have the resources and support. And that's part of what I wanted to create is that supportive environment and give you those tools and resources, as well as a lot of times it's like, okay, you're going home from the hospital. Here's your baby. Have fun. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> What's going on? So knowing activities that you can do that are fun because I've done these activities in the clinic and you're getting that engagement with your baby, but then also knowing that you're helping to promote their development at the same time. So just all of those tools and resources in one and knowing that I, I think at the end of the day, it's really important to know that you're a great mom and moms are not told this enough. And what I, what I thought was so funny, Greg, you'll appreciate this. So when I was working with kids, a lot of times I'm interacting with moms every once in a while I would have a dad, you know, that's coming to work with me, but it would be so funny because on mother's day, the dads would take the sessions <laughs> and during the session, they're like, my wife does this every week. And I'm like, every week, honey, she is here on time. She has baby ready. <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, this is really hard. And I said, you should tell her that because, you know, moms are really undervalued and underappreciated. And just to know how much they do and how much they should be valued and supported and loved is what any mom out there right now, I just want to you to know that you're great, you're awesome, and you're doing everything that you can. Wow. Well, you know what? You're great. Since you <laughs> this, you're great, you're awesome. And the fact that you're uh, 30 weeks, uh, I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't see no belly. So I'll I, got you. I got you. Trust me, I got a belly now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. There, okay. There. Okay. It looks like there's a human there. Okay. All right. <laughs> wow. Anyways, you're great. You're awesome. That's fantastic. You know, I, I, I just feel like, um, I just love to see when people are observing that there's problems or there's a need in the world and, uh, and are deciding to attack that need and to help people with that need. And usually most of the time that need comes from you having that need at some point, you know? And so it's just, it's just really cool. You guys, this entrepreneurship stuff, this business stuff is, it's, it's not easy. But it's it's so cool, it's it's so cool to um, to just be able to solve people's problems. It's so cool, it really is. Uh, and and here, I want to give you a little blessing right now. Is that cool? As we finish the podcast, basically that is that. Um, don't give up on what it is that you're doing. It's going to work. It will work. There's obviously a need for this out there. Um, just learn the skills. Learn what you got to learn uh, in order to get out there. Uh, and the beautiful thing is that uh, you're doing this from home. You're doing this uh, to where I, I remember what one of my clients, uh, Amanda Fisher, she released her first program when she was still in the hospital after she delivered her baby. <laughs> so it's like, 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 like this is the beauty. Um, this is the beauty of how you're doing things. Uh, you can do it 
you know, obviously when you can and, and, and when you want, but you can serve people uh, and still serve your child. And so it's just such a beautiful thing that you're doing. So uh, I just want to acknowledge you for that. Okay. So with that said, uh, where can people find you if they want to get more information on how to get help from you? Go ahead. So my website is brittanyandino.com. And I know there's tons of different ways to spell Brittany. So it's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. My last name is Andino, A-N-D-I-N-O. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok at brittanyandino underscore. And I'm also on Facebook at brittanyandino. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I hope that helped you guys. And just for you all to see the different varying levels of people in entrepreneurship. Uh, and thank you so much. You brought a lot of value. We appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Greg. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Wealth Code Secrets. If you haven't already, please share this out so that more people can get access to The Wealth Code. Now, if you would like to work with us and connect with my team, go to www.connectwithgt.com. That's where you can find all my free trainings, free resources, and actually book a free strategy call with my team. So looking forward to talking with you. Remember, let's make your days count. Until next time. Thank you.